Hello and welcome to the True Nature Podcast. It's quite the hero's journey to go from feeling lost to showing up in the world grounded in what lights you up the most in life, in who you are, and perhaps most importantly, in who you're not. I'm Michaela, your host, and some of the biggest breakthroughs in my life have come from the everyday practice of human design and my walks in nature. I created this podcast simply because I wanted to be having deep, enriching conversations with inspiring people, each one of them unique in their own way. Some of them lead their own businesses and companies, some lead their families, some do it all, and all of them lead themselves first by living out their true nature. The way I see it, the world, our ecosystem, gets so much better when we stop trying to be like everybody else and start living fulfilled, joyful, true to ourselves lives. May this podcast be a resource to you to courageously live out your unique and true nature. I cannot wait to see what you do. Hello, Mari. Welcome to the True Nature HD podcast. It's like, Thank I you. can't believe you're here. <laughs> oh, yay, we made it. <laughs> we made it. Um, first of all, I really want to say thank you. And it just shows how you walk your walk and talk your talk. And just such a true, genuine, authentic person you are. Because we met in human design circles, right? In our Living Your Design guide training. And then when you just have this zing zing, you know, for somebody like I had a zing, you you started talking. I saw your face. I was like, who is she? And then you sent me a message after. I love how this zing zing happens. And yeah. then you joined our Living Your Design with Amy. Mm-hmm. You audited mm-hmm. that um, class that we did with Amy. And up to that, I'd never looked at your website. And so I was just so drawn to your magnetism and and just who you are, that I reached out to you and said, Hey, will you be on this podcast? Like, like, you you're among the very first people, I don't have anybody listening. And you just said yes, instantly. And then I looked on your website, and I found out that you're a big deal. So truly, (laughs) truly, thank you for being here. Truly. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I, I, yeah, I'm very accomplished in a whole other industry and I am loving my, my journey through the human design body of work. And so when you invited me to be on this podcast, this is actually officially my first time ever being interviewed on the subject of, of uh, human design, where I know we're going to fuse it a little bit with my current topic, which is social media. So, so I was like, yeah, the universe is opening some doors in this whole new potential career down the road. So why not? Yeah. I think it's so needed. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, before we dive into human design, I just wanted to give a little bit of context to to the people who are listening. So if you, um, are you open to sharing a little bit with us about, um, about your company, what you, what you actually do, what you've been doing for the last 15 years. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So uh, I am a social media thought leader. I'm often referred to as the queen of Facebook. <laughs> I've had that title since 2007. I specialize in teaching businesses of all sizes, small, medium, major brands, 
the power of Facebook and its whole family of apps, Instagram as well. And, and I also you know a little bit of Twitter and not so much TikTok, but general social media strategy. I've written a couple of books. I speak all over the world and I genuinely love what I do. Yeah. And um, I'd love to know, like, looking back, what were the what were some of the big decisions that you made? And it was probably with your gut without even knowing about human design. I know that you're a, a one three sacral generator. What were some of those big decisions that you made that led you to being in the right place? In the right timing? Yeah, so I would say the biggest decision I personally ever made in my life was to emigrate from Scotland to San Diego, California, where I am now. And my parents are originally Scottish. I know we're, we're fellow Brits. Uh, they're hundred percent Scottish. Although they, they met and married and had their family in Canada. So I'm Canadian by birth and I'm hoping that nobody can hear the gardeners are outside my door or our window right now with the blowers, the noisy blowers. Um, but not to worry. So I got this good microphone. Um, anyway, so I lived first 12 years in Canada, very, very remote part of the country in a, a tiny little Quaker community with population like 200. My dad was a practicing Quaker uh, all of his life. And they divorced when I was 12, 1978, and dad got custody of all five girls. And we went to Scotland where I lived for the next 20 years. And that was a really tough time, very difficult time, to be honest. Um, I'm so hoping you can't hear that <laughs> I don't know if you edit these or not, but not to worry. Um, then in 1990, actually it was late 98, I, out of the blue, out of the blue, a long lost friend who'd actually emigrated to San Diego, hadn't seen him for about five years. And we met at an event that he'd come back over to the UK for. And he's like, you know, you would really like it in San Diego. Um, and I'm like, really he's like see he helped me come over here i had literally arrived in this country 50 british pounds to my name two suitcases and i knew this one person and so i um but i knew like michaela when i had that invite when he says would you you would really like it in san diego he said would you like to come and live in san diego i'll help you and i was just like my whole body was like holy moly and when i got here i see like i saw you know beaches sandy <laughs> sandy beaches blue sky sunshine palm trees and i used to save up my money all year long and my girlfriends would go to the mediterranean for you know for our annual holidays i was an employee all my life and then when i came to san diego i'm like whoa i'm now living where i used to vacate to go vacations and and uh, i became an, an entrepreneur i started my own business uh, back then so Incredible. And what I'm really hearing in you too is this um, is your third line, right? You're a one three. And the third line is all about pioneering trial and error, you know, not afraid to not afraid to fail completely brilliant at ad- adaptation, right? And um, yeah. it's funny, because when I came to this country, I mean, I literally I have 50 British pounds, and I'm staying with these, this couple, my friend was married at the time with a uh, uh, a son is his wife um, of the time had a son so young son he's like seven or something so and this tiny little small house I'm like okay I don't know nobody and I'm like well you know I'm very active in Toastmasters I was really active in Edinburgh where I used to live and I'm like so I look up my local Toastmasters and I'm like okay I'm just gonna go there and then they had this thing called the learning annex where you could take classes and I just start going hey can I borrow your truck I'm gonna go out to these classes and I just start 
getting out there. And I, I've always felt, I would say most of my life, even though I'm kind of sensitive, um, I'm very resilient. And what I've learned uh, over the last year and a half, since being in the human design experiment officially, uh, that holy moly, yeah, I'm designed to be resilient. And I would say when I first came to this country in 99 in the USA, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know what? You could drop me anywhere in the world, any civilized part of the world, not in the middle of the jungle, but I wouldn't care for that. But any, any part of the, the Western world dropped me there and just, you know, I would find my way. And so I've always had that sense of, of being resilient and being able to kind of fend for myself. So it's fun to learn that. And by the way, I first had a human design reading in the year 2000. And a lot of it didn't make any sense. It didn't land with me. I wasn't ready, I guess. So then, it, then I ran back into it in 2020. So... <laughs> Yeah, I remember you talking about that, that it was it would have been a long time and then and then a friend bought you a book. A friend yes. <laughs> She's like, My there. intuition said I should bring this book over. She's like one of my best friends. This is Winter Solstice 2020. And she's like, I don't know why, but Maria, I, 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 my intuition said to bring you this book. And uh, uh it was just uh, it was Chitan Parkin's book. Right. Um on humans and pretty cover pretty cover and i i just like my whole body just leapt on my chair threw my arms in the air i'm like ah, oh my god human design I'm like, you can take classes on that there's books on it you can study it i, I just never thought about it but you know when they say like, like the teacher's ready the student appears students ready the teacher appears it's all about timing and that's a big part of me the one three and my different activations i'm 10 line ones which apparently raw that founder had as well but yes. uh I love to get to the bottom line. I'd like to investigate, like to research. My friends have always told me I could have been a detective. I could find out anything about anyone. It's like, thank goodness for the internet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just was the right time because, you know, I really haven't shared this in any kind of public format yet, but I actually had been looking for mm, a new aspect of my career. Mm-hmm. I'd been getting a little burned out, a little fed up with, with Facebook <laughs> created this this specialty for myself and it's the longest I have ever stuck with a career and I've had a lot of careers in my lifetime but 15 years going into the 16th I'm like okay I've had a good run and eventually I don't want to do this forever Mm -hmm. and or maybe I'll do an aspect of it with bringing in this whole other layer of, of human design and marketing and business and social media and how we can show up more authentically yeah it's so important I'd love you to explain what you're seeing um in the field of social media what you're what what how you're seeing it evolve for example and Mm. then we can dive into how human design can really help people yeah the evolution I've I've sensed and seen and I'm just witnessing what I see is a real sea change a sea change happening it's been very slow over the last several years and it's starting to grow a little bit louder now and that is just this general sense of people being frustrated with the way in which for instance Facebook certainly the way that they censor um, the way they push their their own agendas I don't think they're being very honest with us as a company Um, they use our data like crazy we all know that and and just the algorithm. So the businesses, my heart always goes specifically to the SM, SMEs, SMBs, small, medium-sized businesses who are 
putting their heart and soul into these you know, Facebook pages, making content and just jumping through all the hoops that Zuckerberg wants us to jump through. Now it's the reels. You got to do these short form videos and you got to be a dancer and a lip syncer and a whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just, I, I don't do all that stuff. I think you have to stay true to you and be on brand. But the, the part that can be very like, um, just exasperating for the vast majority of everyday business users is that they're not seeing the kinds of results. It's really hard to get reach. It's hard to get engagement. Okay. That's quote pay to play. And then now you get involved in the world of ads and that's very complicated. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can waste and lose a lot of money on, on Facebook ads. Conversely, if you do know what you're doing, you can make it crush it as they say right you can make an absolute fortune using uh, the facebook ads platform and then on the user side i just you know i keep running into people who just say oh i hardly go on facebook anymore you know or i, I just only check in now again or or they'll even say they just don't even use it at all so you know i have chosen recently to set up a whole new community as you know on on the mighty networks uh, platform which are Mutual teacher, Lavina Archers, has done a tremendous job of migrating her community onto that Mighty Network platform. And I see the sea change of what people are hungering for is a deeper sense of true, real, authentic, genuine connecting with like-minded, like-hearted, like-souled, like-spirited people. Mm -hmm. And away from the noise, away from the constant advertising and the barrage of fake news and clickbait and whatever else and, and dissension and, and division that's gone on a lot in this country in particular mm -hmm. and to be in a place that feels like an oasis like a supportive calm peaceful oasis where you can speak your mind with respect and you can have different opinions nobody's going to jump all over you and you know so anyway i that's what i see i think you know i watched the social dilemma movie i think it came out in 2020 um i watched it twice it's just i already knew a lot of what was happening already but the, the gist of it for your listeners who might not be familiar with it it's just basically how we're we've always been manipulated by by these social tech giants and they collect the data and they push their agenda because they know they know us better than we know ourselves in, in many ways <laughs> just because of the things we've tapped on, clicked on, scrolled by, but then they, you know, they call it like a filter bubble. When you go to Google, it's like you do a search with someone right next to you. They'll see something different from you because we're all like living in these little filter bubbles. Yeah. And the bubbles in general, right? Because what happens, I remember watching the social dilemma where we all end up in our own bubble, where we're all the time with, um people that, that they think think the same as us and so there's no exchange like we can't mm -hmm. act like adults anymore we can't you know have an a, like a, a point of view about something and then really be opening open to listening to somebody else's we don't have a possibility of that on on the on these platforms that's true it's just like is I, I see people do it all the time well they call they call their facebook friends if you have an opinion that's diametrically opposed to me you're out you know i only want people that think like me mm. okay <laughs> you want to be homogenized yeah. <laughs> no judgment you do you <laughs> mm, yeah yeah and um i'm not on facebook anymore but i am on instagram and i know that that's just as bad as as facebook there's there's a different energy there like the mm. the interactions are a little bit different but the censorship is still just as bad yeah the the, the root <laughs> is still Rotten, yeah. I think. Same, same company. Yeah, same, company. <laughs> same algorithms. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I am seeing as, for example, I have friends who have very successful businesses and with only a very small amount of follow, followers. And I see that as the as something that's changing. It's not about, you know, chasing the likes and, you know, the comments and I'm not very good at social media. The growth, the growth. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The likes, the comments and, and the followers, because I, I just really feel in many ways that that's a big part of what these social networking platforms have quote sold us a bill of goods is what I'm calling it now in my different talks is that mm. we've all been entrained that it's about growth at all costs you yeah. know and that's Facebook's motto since 20 2004 when they first started was move fast and break things mm. and they frequently still do they'll ship a product they'll push out a new feature and, and it's not ready for prime time it's full of bugs or whatever <clears throat> but um this whole thing about you go to your Facebook page and you look at the stats and they'll always, oh gosh, it's red and down. It's all psychology. Mm. You know, it's red and down. Give us some money and we'll make it go green and up. And people are like, okay, okay. But like, wait a minute to your point about knowing successful people who are doing really well with their businesses, but their social media platforms, quote unquote, may not, or channels may not be an accurate reflection of that. And I've always said that I never talk about money in public. Nobody knows what I make in a year and it's nobody's business. I'm not one of those marketers ever that goes like, oh, here's a picture of my bank statement and look how much I just earned. And I, again, I have personal friends that, that do that kind of thing. And that's, that's fine. That's for you. But I am so private about certain things in my life. Mm -hmm. And one aspect of it is how my business is performing. Am I meeting my own goals or whatever, what sales I'm doing, profits I'm making. That's all private business for me behind the scenes. And if you look at my social channels and go, Oh, she didn't get as many views on that video. Oh, she mustn't be doing very well. Hell no. I'm behind the scenes working away with a whole bunch of private clients and money's poured in my bank account. I don't care. Yeah. I do. Part of me cares. Sure. Yeah. I got to keep up appearances, but that's the thing where it's like, so wonderful to be in this human design experiment because now I can go okay my not self mind going oh I should really do something about getting some more views on that video do, do I really care no <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you're right the, the what I love in human design is that you we can really see where our not self mind is how it's talking to us mm -hmm. it's just insidious and it's even from moment to moment, I catch myself. Um, we had it, we've, we're in the middle of a situation at home. And yesterday I was in a bit of a funk, you know, just on the sofa. And today I woke up and went, oh, I've been trying to prove myself. Oh, <laughs> I've wow. been trying to prove that I'm a nice person to be more specific. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh like I'm still doing that you know yeah yeah and then yeah. social media brings this like even more the comparison game right the the comparison is so hard when you're on these platforms you know you can look and what I love about so a, a, a human design is that you can go we are all so different like you've just said that for you yeah. your finances are private and I really like totally respect that me too and I also really admire the people who are you know really aligned like that's even perhaps their message what they're here to bring to the world is to talk about this is possible with you know you can create mm. a beautiful business with a with a small cultivated audience 
you know, that's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with all the likes and comments and everything. And I just right. think there's there's a role for for everybody. We, we are a part of we are a part of the jigsaw, and then mm-hmm. together we we make up the puzzle. Um, yeah, yeah. But we have right to there. know ourselves, right? We have to know yeah. ourselves. That's it. That's it. I know, and I I, I just have so amazed that the deeper I go into the human design experiment, um, this, this part of where Ra, the founder, when he says that after about 15,000 readings, he, he, he literally said, I was watching a video the other day. He's like, he had to stop doing readings or he was going to kill people. And he's just like the amount of self-loathing that is out there is astounding. Oh, it almost makes me cry because then where Ra goes on to say the irony is that we're loathing, disliking, hating the wrong person because we actually don't really even know. We don't really even know. We don't even have access to that unconscious part of ourselves. And we've been so conditioned. And I can see that. Michaela, this is what we can see on social media. Just a quick couple of thumb flips through your feed on any platform. And you'll see people out there not self and conditioned and trying to prove themselves and, you know, um, just putting themselves out there in a way you can feel, I know I, as a generator, I can feel my gut. Oh, that is just so, and I'll be like, okay, scrolling right past. I'm not even going to like that. Even though you're a friend and I love you. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) But you're putting out there. Okay. (laughs) But it's like, I think ultimately is really having compassion because that is this journey is journey towards complete self-acceptance and unconditional self-love, which is not easy when we have been conditioned from birth you know, to, to be a certain way and to try to fit in. And and the more I lean into this, you know, studies and like you and training to be an analyst and just do my homework the other day on my, my gate 15 line four in Jupiter design gate of extremes. And I'm like, ah, yeah, no, I was never meant to be like fitting in. And I'm very individual anyway, my two fourteen twenty three forty three. 23, 43. It's like, um, yeah, I meant to just go with my own flow, you know, <laughs> just march the beat of my own drum, even though sometimes it's uncomfortable and I desperately want to fit in and be liked and be approved of and be accepted. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I hear you. Um, I was wondering, so we've been talking about um, your community that you're building. Yeah. Would you like to, to, that we dive into that now and then we'll give some practical tips for for really start like being true to ourselves when we're on social media so would you like I to tell that. us about your beautiful new community that i've joined i love it <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much so it's called Mari smith superstars folks can just go to marysmithsuperstars.com and it is built in the Mighty Next Networks platform, very proudly. I, I know uh, Gina, the founder, and uh, just such admiration, woman-owned company. And she's formerly the co-creator of the Ning, the Ning platform way back in the day, dating myself. But that was like 2004, 5, 6, somewhere around there. Anyway, the, the Superstars concept has been in the making for over two years. And my partner Christopher has been helping just to kind of tease it out of me. He kept seeing it in my future. And I was like, mm, maybe, okay, soon I got to do this Facebook thing. I don't know, I'm too busy doing this keynote. I got to make a slide deck. Da, 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 da. I always got something on. We just kept chipping away at it. And we had this like long Google doc and the, the, the different 
aspects of it and, and what it would be like to be a real luminary, to be a bright shining star in your industry, a thought leader, an influencer, you could think of it as another word for influencer or, or thought leader in your industry to whatever degree, it doesn't have to be like celebrity level or whatever, but to just really embody the qualities of being a superstar within your specific industry. And to have this safe space, and as I mentioned the word oasis earlier, that's what it feels like to me, is just this oasis away from the chaos of the mainstream social media, and to just give me, too, an, an environment, finally, where I can and spread my wings a little more, and I can kind of like just push out um, beyond the, the walls that I created for myself of like only talking about Facebook and social media, and so bringing in uh, the other day, I wrote up a post about uh, a beautiful book called Deep Work by Cal Newport, and then Let Your Life Speak by uh, Parker Palmer, a fellow Quaker, and just this whole aspect of like leaning into more of understanding who we are, which is obviously for the generator uh, in particular, but two thirds of the world, and really understanding who am I, what makes me tick, who am I for myself, how can I know myself profoundly and deeply, in order that I can be of greater service to the world at large. And my Chiron return is actually the, the right angle cross of service. So it's a, uh, I don't know, 55 now. So it's like, okay, this makes sense of where I'm shifting from adding on to the explanation, now service, and bringing in more spiritual, esoteric, personal development aspects of, you know, passion projects that I've always loved since I was, a young teenager have always loved personal development and growth and personal and professional development. So, so it's just, I don't even have a very like solid defined de definition. This is what it is. And this is what we're going to do. And here's what the programs I just decided and Christopher encouraged me. I was speaking at an event on uh, March 15th is a, a big event here in San Diego. It's the first time we'd be back in person for, for a couple of years and 2000 people there. And he's like, you know, why don't you just open the doors to your superstars? And I'm like, you know what? Now, like one week. All right. All right. Get some graphics, open it up, get a domain. Hey guys and gals, the doors open. We have almost a thousand people in there already now. It's blind, mind blowing. So I'm so happy. Oh, I'm so happy too. It shows that how much there is a need for it. Like you mm -hmm. say, it does feel like an oasis and a bit of a culmination of, you know, all the different bits of Mari that get to come together. <laughs> And we get to see you like taking this new direction, which you're all about in your design. You know, it's a very strong part of your design. And we feel empowered with taking a new direction. Mm. And yeah. um, I was going to, what was I going to say? Um, I watched Christopher when you had your open house. Yeah, I watched yeah. the replay, and he's such a sweetheart. Well, not <laughs> he's surprising, a good man. you know, but but he's such a sweetheart, and I loved the poem that he read um, yeah. or recited. Yeah, right. Does a gift to be simple? There's mm. a song, the Quaker song. Yeah, I know he's he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's a manifesting generator two four. Right. And he's the last person to know how brilliant he is, but I keep trying to yeah, yeah, share a little tidbits when yeah. he's ready of, uh, of right. his own design. Yeah. Um, would you like to dive in? Oh, I want no remembered what I was going to say. This is my open hour show, right? It's gone. <laughs> and I try not to be embarrassed about it. Um, I was going to ask you, see, it's gone again now. Hang on. No, it's gone again.
have a pen to write things down. I'm just not used to it. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it was six lines. It wasn't that. It was before that. Oh, I know. I love that you don't actually have a vision for what this mm. platform is because that sounds like you're being just listening to your gut, you know, that it's yeah. through one decision after another, one true to yourself decision after another. Yeah. Oh, I can feel the tears coming to my eyes. Michaela, it's so true. I, I'm reminded of this one, one of the many profound audios I listened to from Ra talking about generators. And he said, one of the things that, oh, it's really making me choke up. It's so important for the generators and manifesting generators of the world to do is to give up tomorrow, to give up tomorrow. That doesn't mean we don't make plans on or we're still in the frequency of the planning coming to the end of it, but it's like to allow yourself the almost like doing the trust fall right or just like falling into the net and and trusting that that powerful sacral energy pulls life to it what's correct for it when we make right decisions me being a sacral decision maker and to like train my monkey mind to go all right we got this to surrender it'll be all cool (laughs) so yeah, I, I, it's the first time ever in my life I've, I've allowed myself to just really do that, put yeah, something out yeah. there, not really have it all figured out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it's a practice, right? That's what I'm finding. Mm-hmm. It's almost a daily, a, you know, like you would do yoga or a meditation or whatever, you know, it would be something daily. And I find that the human design is a practice because, yeah. of course, I can get into, you know, I love it when I feel like really receptive and open and I remind myself, you know, be receptive. I'm a, a sacral manifesting generator. So mm. here to be receptive, to have life being pulled to me. And yet, for example, yesterday when I got in the funk, what I noticed that I was doing, I started pushing out. Anytime wow. that I'm pushing out and I'm forcing and I'm trying to find like solutions when nobody's asked me for one or, you know, all these different ways that I'm capable of pushing out action, you know, when really it's about something will come along and it's trusting and it is surrendering. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a practice and an experiment yeah. too. It is. I love that we call this an experiment. You're not emotionally defined, right? Open source, no. like just like me, right? So you're pure sacral. Yeah. Uh, well, but you're manifesting generator, mm-hmm. right? And um, I know, I know, it is. It is pretty powerful when when we can just allow ourselves to be in that space of seeing what we pull to us, yeah, <laughs> magnetized yeah. to us, yeah. And it takes all the kind of like manipulation out, you know. It's the mm-hmm. only way to be true to ourselves. It, human design is like one is one true decision after another. And yeah. and that's how we get to know who we are as generator type is mm-hmm. by that. It's not with our minds. It's by it's where our decisions, where, where they lead us, you know, and we don't know mm-hmm. where they're taking us. Like with your platform, it's open, you know, who knows where it's going from the sounds yeah. of it. I know. And also like on the flip of that with the not self to, to recognize the sensations in the body of frustration, or um, sometimes I, I feel it's starting like mild irritation. I'm just thinking of a quick example for your listeners. Like I was working on a slide deck last night and I was on my computer like after 8 PM, which I really try not to be. I try to like power down at maybe like seven at the very latest. 
and I'm, I'm on, I'm like pushing myself and I'm, I'm leading, uh, I'm going to be leading a, um, introduction to human design in my superstars community after our interview here a little bit later today. And, and of course, all these things, oh my God, I got to get it right. And I'm going to make sure I don't say the wrong thing and I have to make, don't give them too much. or give them too little. Da, 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 da. And I'm like at my deck and my slide deck and my cab, a beautiful, precious cab. I'm in love with all my heart. And she's like trying to get my attention. She's sitting right at my keyboard. She's purring really loudly. And I just noted myself getting irritated by her. Oh, go away. I'm too busy. Stop purring so loud. You're like me. <laughs> you're messing with my concentration and I was getting a little gnarly a little snappy and I'm like what, what am I doing Psh, you know what it'll be what it's going to be nobody even knows what to expect you've already prepared enough slides shut down the computer go play with your cat chillax have a cup of tea girl <laughs> so anyway just a small little example of how we can get taken off track <laughs> But that's it. It's these daily things, right? It's not in the it's not in the big decisions. It's in these daily actions that we're being and doing mm-hmm. that that we get the signposts of yeah. you know for generators it's satisfaction or frustration, and for manifesting generators, you know, there's all different ones. I don't know if you want to explain if you feel like a little, explaining a little anger, a tinge of anger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so right, exactly, frustration. Uh, for the generator and a little bit of anger and frustration, um, but also um, satisfaction for the manifesting generator and projectors is bitterness um, is the not self. And then the sweet, I love how Levine always puts the word sweet in there. It's like the opposite of bitter is a sweet success for the projector. Yeah. Yeah. And then the manifestors peace is anger when they're off track and peace when they're on track and our beautiful reflectors is a, um, surprise mm-hmm. surprise what's the not self other reflector disappointment yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i have two nephews in scotland who are reflectors i love that wow. too in my family yeah yeah very really mm-hmm. they are very rare and these two mm-hmm. young men in their 20s they're just wonderful beings mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um would you like to go into the into the lines um talking about the different lines and how so if we take the profile for example like you are a one three generator and we get to the one three by looking at the the top the top boxes on Uh the right and the left and there's there's a a gate number and then there's a line number right and so it's (laughs) that's how we work it out or it it will just say in your body graph and that and we all have different roles to play right different mm-hmm. costumes to wear as we go through life which is mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. our profile is um we can't you know we won't have time to go into all the different profiles but we can give an indication by by line like yeah a way that they could be true to themselves when they're in, in the real world and in yeah yeah <laughs> sure. would you like to well, I could have a stab at it, and yeah, and I think in some ways you're you're much further down the road of the human design uh, studies than I am. So feel free, to, <laughs> I'll just I'll go as far as I can, and you'll like, feel free to to jump in. I was thinking like I certainly for my own with the with the the conscious personality being a line one, and uh, that's the investigator, um, researcher, like to have that strong foundation, um, and so the work that I do. It was like, you know, I'm always going to get to the nitty gritty detail, finding things out. I love to be uh, that aspect of my my conscious personality, um, being an authority as 
you know, I wasn't right away, of course, but very quickly within getting, you know, within weeks of getting on Facebook, I, I became an authority with that line one, establishing that foundation, the bottom of the hexagram. Then if we go to the line two, it's called the hermit, which they can be a little shy and like to just be doing their own things. They're very natural. These things just come naturally to them. And, and on the personality side, they might not, uh, they, they would be recognizing it, but maybe on the body side, they don't. Um, democratic, ne needing to be called out. Uh, and by the way, back to the one I didn't say, I said on the personality side, if someone who's like maybe like a five one, if your body is the one that maybe you're not as consciously aware of that need to do the, the have that solid foundation and, you know, your propensity to, to love research and investigating. And then on the, uh, the hermit site, um, doing things alone. Now my partner is a two, four, as I mentioned, and it's really fascinating to watch where, yeah, he just loves to be left alone. I know we joke about man cave, but, and, um, you know, we live in separate homes. And so he does thing, his thing and I do mine. And <laughs> we used to live together. And then I was like, okay, this isn't working. <laughs> you can live somewhere else. We'll still be partners. But um, the two uh, just really does uh, have this propensity to, to want to have some time alone and be more of a more, more internal. But if that's on the, on the other side, like if your body is the two that you might not recognize how important it is for you to, to meet that, that time alone, um, with Christopher, him having the, uh, the two, four. So on, on the four, I'm jumping ahead to the four unconsciously, that's the opportunist. And he's just a natural networker. Relationships are so important to him. And I've also seen where like, he'll jump from project or career to, to know different parts of his life. And he'll just like cut things off before he's ready for the next one. It's like, it's not healthy for a four to, to do that. So like you really get the relationships are so important having that continuity. And I was thinking about this leading up to our interview, wondering like how many, you know, fours are in the world, in the actual industry of social media, or just really like thrive in the world of building relationships and networking and finding like word of mouth and opportunities and whether it's on the conscious side or unconscious um, yeah. they can also get burned out as you well know they can they can they can overdo it and get burned out mm. I have a friend who's a four six and she regularly um, on Instagram she just regularly cleans out her she just wipes it down to zero the people that she's following wow she just <laughs> Like I, I really like she's a four or six. So this four is is having all these relationships. And of course, they're yeah. still going on. You know, the important ones yeah. are going on in her life anyway. Yeah, it's just she needs a bit of a reset. She needs to like, wow. like exhale and then she'll she'll go back again and build it up again. I thought mm -hmm. that was a really fun way for her. For she said that people do unfollow her in return. But the ones that really get her and know what she's doing and, you know, are compassionate about that, then. Yeah you know, they're not gonna stop, you know, stop following her. Right, right. I, I love it. it. Yeah. It's funny to watch Christopher, because he is, uh, he really barely goes on social media. And he does on, on he, part of the career he does is with the world of digital marketing, but doing it for other people. And he just, he just, it's almost like he just can't be bothered with, with, with interacting with People certainly at a surface level, he really likes to have like deeper, meaningful conversations. And and um, but I've watched him all these years now, seven eight years of just how important like having having opportunities, have doors open for him that come through 
as a network. Like he belongs to a men's group and, and he's very active in this men's group and he's gotten many opportunities through that. So, so that works well for him. Um, the three, of course, wherever that appears in your profile, conscious or unconscious, that's, that's my body. That's the third line. And we joke about and our teacher Levina is a three, five. So she's consciously the three, which is the learning by trial and error. I've never liked that it. It's called a martyr, but oh, well, it's Ra's label or the voices label, but bumping into things, learning through just banging into things and maybe like, you know, happy accidents or, you know, but, uh, but also just learning through trial and error, finding out what works and what doesn't and not being afraid to put things out there and go, whoopsie, well, that didn't make, that didn't quite work. And then the relationships, the, the bonds made and broken, I could see a potentially a three also just like cutting off relationships on social media. I know. Uh, but it depends. Cause we're, of course, we're very, very, very generalizing here and not to put people mm-hmm. into different categories. There's 12 profiles. Of course, you've always got uh, two numbers, but um uh, and so many other activations. Cause like, for instance, for me, even though I'm a one, three lower trigram, it's remind me of your profile again, Michaela. Five one. You're a five one. Okay. So a- Amy's the one, three, like me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny the five, one, my father's five, one and three, my three biological sisters are all five ones. So, uh, it's fascinating to watch that. Um, but this, the third line is, um, you know, just having that, m- ability to just trial and error as I say mistakes miss mistakes as our teacher Levina Scott says, whoopsie daisies that's another mistake you know <laughs> just get the clapper board out <laughs> another another take um but oh that's what I was going to say We're, I'm I'm lower trigram one three uh it's always made me laugh or Levina will say like okay the one three is the most self-absorbed most personally focused most selfish profile of all the 12 and I'm sitting there going but I love people and I have a lot of friends and I have a big network and I have influence, you know, it'll not sell, but I'm like, well, of course, because there's other aspects to the yes. profile, whatever yes. the gates and the lines and the, the whole works, the variables, the motivation, right? The cognition. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, uh, I have 27.4. Well, no, I only have two forced lines, which is 27.4 and 15.4. So um the five, I'd love to hear a bit more about you and with uh, how you have show up on social or doing because the five really cares about their reputation, right? So maybe maybe a bit more private, maybe not sharing as much. And also people can project onto the five. So yeah, a little more reserved on social. Yes, it's a learning. I've been very private and reserved up until this yeah, year. Really. <laughs> but what I'm finding is that I can set the, because the, the projection field is real and sometimes it's incredibly painful. It has been very painful where people mm. can see in you something that's like completely not you. Mm. Um, of course, fives are very good with strangers, right? They, yeah. strangers are um, like hearing the message from, from fives. Mm. Um, but I, what I'm finding is that I can actually not control the projection, I could never do that, but more, if I actually stop hiding and I Mm. say, this is what I do, this is what I talk about, this is what I love, right? Then at Mm. least there's some kind of something for them to to hold on to, you know, Mm. and not, you know, be flinging other projections at me that I'm not. Um, Mm. And also follow my sacral. 
for the for those projections that come my way like just uh-huh uh-uh like the yeah. you know that yeah no that's not what I do you know I'm, I'm often asked or in my previous business I was often asked to kind of handhold if you like oh. and I am not remotely a handholder I'm not remotely <laughs> like I'm I'll give you the resources and then I'll empower you with resources but then mm. you you know you're gonna you're you can do this you know I'm more like that I believe in you but I'm oh. not the the handholder and yeah. that, that used to make me feel very frustrated when mm. um but you know I'm getting wiser now my Chiron return is tomorrow so um <gasps> how exciting very exciting finally a grown-up <laughs> um, <laughs> learning for example I'm watching myself even in this conversation want to be giving practical solutions you know yes. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here are the six lines and here how you can use them in social media so the five the fives are very practical out mm-hmm. of the box thinking um they they seem to as the people that can come in in times of crisis but they have mm-hmm. to be asked like yes. I have learned the hard way that I can't just like come in with a solution uh-huh. <laughs> to someone's problems if they haven't asked me for one it doesn't mm-hmm. go down well <laughs> <laughs> and how do you find how do you find um Michaela with the one on the unconscious mm. the investigator on yeah. your body yeah my body needs a lot of um foundation I always I always want this stay not well yes stable place of enough knowledge so for example human design and, and living living your design mm. um I think I got said it took me a year to actually hold a course and that was only with Amy right yeah. and I was like what am I doing there's there's people in the same amount of time who have learned human design set up a school closed the school and what am I doing but it's mm. they're not first lines you know they mm-hmm. I need this foundation before then I can message being a fifth line um about what I know and for me it's also about it has to like I have to it needs to work for me so that then I can talk about it for somebody else you know totally totally yeah I totally resonate with that being the conscious one it's like you know even though I'm a certified living your design guide as of about I don't know a couple months ago and I'm like I am nowhere near ready to lead lead my first living your design. I just, I was maybe, maybe the end of this year, we'll see, mm-hmm. you know, I was refer people to you and Amy and Lavina and whomever. So uh, until I'm ready. So, but yeah, no, you're the way you two led together was just really profound. I love the dynamic of the two of you together. Um, let's talk about the sixth line and yeah. there are role models. And I love that the sixth line lives a tripartite life. My mother is a six, two. And, uh, um, oh, my best friend is a four, six. So it's really interesting with the, with the role model coming after age 50. So the first 30 years of life, oh my God, like a third line, banging into stuff, trial and error, whoopsie daisies, that didn't work. And then from 30 to 50, maybe retreating a little bit, figuring out, assessing what worked, what didn't now <laughs> working on what, what you're an authority on. And then coming down off the roof, as we call it, right, uh, age 50 onwards and really being a true role model and, um, you know, being also a, a peacemaker. Life begins at 50. And my mother is interesting. And of course, these, as we say, these are mm, everything we're speaking about today and the lines predominantly going through the list 
there is speaking to the true self <laughs> because we've all got not selves, you know? And so I, I look at my mom's design and she has a 731, the alpha, and it's, um, she was a really good leader throughout her whole career. And, and then there's aspects where I just see, you know, really for all of us, we're, especially when you get on in years and she's in her late seventies and just, you know, there's probably parts of her life that she would have liked to have gone differently. And, um, but she definitely is, she's wonderful at, uh, she's a projector too. So, so, so that makes a difference. I don't mean too, but like in addition to being a role model, um, I've always felt like I could just go to my mom for, for advice, you know, and she's like, she's like the Oracle. She knows everything. My dad did too. He's passed now, but you know, he, he was wonderful that way. The five, one generator manifesting generator, actually. Anyway. Yeah. I just, I find it fascinating and how it's going to apply to social media to be able to really give some practical support to, well, supports tribal, not very tribal, <laughs> Some practical sharing and way showing, practical empowering, being the individual that I am. Um, we'll see, because obviously I know there's a BG5 and people might gravitate toward mm-hmm. learning more on the business side with the, mm-hmm. the BG5 Institute. Um, but I did that I, foundation, the hmm? BG5. I did the BG5 foundation. Did you really? You did that course too? Oh, look mm-hmm. at you. Yeah, That's awesome. That, yeah. That's how I started in human design, because I needed something like practical and sometimes the language in in the human design side is more you know it's more mystical that's right I was more attracted in the beginning to the bg5 which was very practical business focused Mm -hmm. and my sacral took me over to the oh me I didn't know that about you that's cool that's cool yeah yeah well I, I do feel, well, I'm, I'm already seeing like people in my own community when I've s- suddenly just in the last few weeks started to put it out there that my passion project is human design. I've been studying it since uh, late 2020. And um, I'm seeing that some, what, what, what often happens is people go, oh yeah, I did my chart. Oh, that was years ago. I'm like a well, I think I'm a manifester or was it a manifesting? And they can't always remember even their type. And then I'll say to them, like, just like my little question, I'll be like, do you remember your profile? Uh, what's that? It's the numbers, the two numbers. Do you remember your number? Because then that'll give me a little more sense of them. Oh, was I can't remember my one or my two. And I'm like, I just, it inspires me to go, wow, there's going to be a way to support or to help or to empower people to, 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 to learn enough about the human design that they can have a practical everyday application to then decide to enter into the experiment and really practice with the three main things is all they need to know, as you well know, type, strategy, and authority, right? Once you know your type, then you've got your strategy. And then once you understand your authority is to really experiment with that every day with the decision. So I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. I'm sure there's many people like me with one, three, 10 lane ones have tried in the past to make it simpler or to chunk it down or explain it in different terms. But I never want to deviate from, I never say never Mari, but I, I want to honor, I'll phrase it positively. I want to honor the original teachings of Ra, just like our, our mutual teacher, Lavina does. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I just love about her is she's so deeply, deeply committed in honoring the original teachings. And mm-hmm. it just has never resonated with me, even though I mentioned earlier, I was first brought back into human design because of Chitan's book. And 
I think he lives right here in San Diego. And and hats off to, to all these folks out there. I, I, I know Karen Curry Parker for many, many years, and all these folks have done their own versions, and, and that's fine. And I know a lot of people that are studying different versions, and you know, and then we've got the whole gene keys. I'll maybe get into that one day and we'll see. But the important thing is that whatever the bottom line is we've each got to pursue our own past. Like I have this vision in my mind, this kind of loose vision of like, okay, I'm going to make this so much more practical and simple. And people are really going to understand. They're going to kind of come to my classes and they'll like really understand it, but maybe they won't. Maybe that's not the right path for them. Maybe they'll just get 1% of it and go, okay, this is not for me. Or, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I got what I need them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't control that, right? Just you can't up control and- it. And the beautiful thing about human design is that it's not personal. It's just mechanical. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's timing, like you like yeah. you, you know when you're when you were you were ready when your friend brought, brought the book round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so I much, know. so much we can't control. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Oh. Yeah, so, Mary, thank you so much for for this time together today. Um, My pleasure. It's flown I, by. It has flown by. I. I'm loving your community. I'll put the link um, under the description, of course. Oh, thank um, you. It's very kind. And, and shall I share your website as well? This is marysmith.com. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you that'd will. be great. Is there anything mm-hmm. that I didn't ask you that you hoped that I would? Uh, oh, you know what? I I think we were maybe we're going to talk about briefly. We still have a few minutes to the um, undefined solar plexus. Yeah dilemma of um personal expression when the not self mind the not self mind wants to avoid truth and confrontation yeah i'd love to hear your theory you said you said you had a theory of what keeps us small and hidden i do so the not self mind speaks through the undefined senses right and 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 the story it tells through the undefined solar plexus is that we need to avoid truth and confrontation at all costs yeah and so if you're someone whose design is about speaking, just generally, right, mm-hmm. speaking, which is going to be your truth as you see it, and yet you have an undefined solar plexus, my theory is that you're going to want to keep small and hidden. Because you have this burning need to express yourself as an individual, like a mm-hmm. unique, the unique expression that each of us has, but then that the solar plexus, the undefined solar, is going to make us feel unsafe when we do that. That's right. That's right. And, and yeah. so many, I see so many, you know, in the coaching world, I see so many like, stop hiding, you're hiding. I go, well, I can see yeah. why I'm hiding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, what's coming up for me is really interesting because many of my, what should I call them, fellow industry experts in the social media arena would say, okay, Mari's like, Mari's at the top of her career. She's been at the top of her game for a long time, you know, 15 years. And internally, there's this part of me, oh, I can feel the emotion coming up. There's this part of me that in many ways has, has not really, (laughs) it's hilarious, has not really quote, gone for it. I don't really, you know, they say, go for it. Go, you go, girl. I, I, and I have this little conversation. My monkey mind will go like, oh boy, they think I've made it. 
they think I've made it now. now whew, wait till they see when I'm really go for it. When I really get started yelling after 15 years, I'm like, oh, that's interesting up there. You know, what's the deal? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just really quite, quite interesting to see. And I don't know that, that I would necessarily tie that to is avoiding truth and confrontation. Mm-hmm. Possibly. It's possibly related to my, 15-4 and feeling inadequate, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like if they really found out all these little things about me, I have a completely open spleen, no gate activation. So all the fears there, you know, fear of people finding out stuff about my past or whatever, <laughs> and all these like monkey mind things. But um, if I could, if I could wind the clock back, Michaela, and go when I first got exposed to human design in 2000, Maybe it wasn't quite ready then, but maybe fast forward just a few years. I mean, my life would have been so radically different had I been, quote, ready. If the timing had been, you know, how it happened for me in December 2020, that oh, my life would be so different. I certainly wouldn't have stayed in my marriage for as long as I did. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. And putting myself out there career-wise and social media, I, I think, yeah, I think the well, I don't know, we could go down a whole other rabbit hole. I'll just probably say, wrap it up there that there's definitely been a lot more dissension, division, intentionally created in many ways. But you'll see when the the people that get in there and seem like they have no fear and they have almost like this false bravado because there's this sense of anonymity when you're behind a computer screen. Nobody really knows who you are and what's going on. And so you can get in there and like be all controversial or not. I would never, I'm just so careful about how I put myself out there and I'm always a positive uplifter and and I always live by the credo that my mom always taught me was like is like um if you don't have something nice to say don't say anything at all <laughs> she would say or she'd also say always tell the truth but don't be always telling it <laughs> so somebody's like what your truth is you don't have to share it and I think to just kind of put a bow on all this you'd mentioned earlier about comparison and something I've said for years when it comes to social media is that we absolutely have to stop comparing the inside of ourselves to the outside of others. And that's what happens when we scroll through the newsfeed. We are seeing what others are choosing to put out there, externalize in the world. And we make up stories. Oh my God, they've got it so together. They have amazing life. Oh, look at their relationship. We project all this stuff or make up this stuff, what we think is happening. And internally we're like, oh gosh, oh, I don't feel so good about myself. And that's why the social media channels can have a real impact on our mental health. So anyway, all that to say, stop comparing, tell myself to note to self, knock off the comparison game, you are so unique. You're totally so unique and different. That's the beautiful thing of human design, the science of differentiation. I can't wait to to see what comes through you in in human design. You are a wonderful person and I know that you're going to serve so many people some detailed practical tips. tips. I think you're going to, when you're ready... I see magic happening in that Mari Superstar platform with human design. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's been a joy to be with you here today. Yeah. I really appreciate the invitation. Thank you, Mari. Me too. There you go, my loves. Did you enjoy this episode? 
You can find links to my guest in the description. You'll also find the link there to the True Nature HD website where we can keep in touch as well as you can see my current offerings. Would you like that? I'll be back with another beautiful guest and in the meantime, take care and stay true. Bye.